Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Time now for Soccer City. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Powered by your Kentucky Anna Toyota dealers. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Ackage will strike and scores! An absolute top-bitch rocket for Abina Ackage! Now, here are your hosts, Benton Newman. Zach Allen Kelly and Jason Entz. Welcome to Soccer City Radio on ESPN 681057. I'm Zach. I'm Benton. Benton, how you doing this week? I'm a little bummed <laughs> out after hearing that intro. They're yelling about now McCabe's goal. And this is coming off the news of him being out for the remainder of the season no, due to a fractured foot. No more now magic for the rest of the year. <sighs> That was devastating. I was very upset by that news. It was. Uh, oh. You knew it couldn't be good when he was pulled like right before. Why well, I don't even remember a game that was. It was a few back where he was pulled like right before the start. Like you know, something happened, you know. Yeah. Something real not good. We hadn't seen him since. Heard rumblings that that might be the case, and unfortunate reality. Ah. So. Well, I wish a speedy recovery to Nile. I do too. I do too. Nile's one of my favorites, but. Uh, you know, if we if we are to lose someone in, in, in any particular position, I think we're deepest at the midfield. So, like, on the other lining, hand, I, I feel guess? like that's one of the, that's one of like the worst locker room people to lose. I know it's it's not like he's dead; he's still around. <laughs> <laughs> we just gotta wheel him. We can still do locker room wheel him in there. <laughs> I don't know. I just we played very good every game he checked into this season. I know. So that's that's a rough one. I know. I know. I'm a big uh, Nile fan. I, you know. I mentioned the midfield. Speaking of the midfield, guess who called me today? Paulo Del Piccolo. Got I'm a, sorry, what? Yeah, I got a voicemail from him thanking me for renewing my season tickets. Unfortunately, it's right as I was getting on a work call, so I couldn't answer it live. Very disappointed <laughs> by that, but that was a fun voicemail to, uh, to receive. So appreciate the club doing little touches like that. I know they did that a little while back with the uh, the racing players. I yeah, think it's really I, cool. I did see that Josh called his own dad. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea what he said in the other line, so he could have said Elijah <laughs> was his favorite player, not Josh. <laughs> So, you want to talk about some soccer? Let's get, in, let's get into the... I mean, like, neither of the games were great, but this is the better of the two. I agree. Yeah, yeah let's start off on a on a not-as-negative note. Yeah, it's a, a, a tough one in Pittsburgh. It's never a, never a fun one to see on the schedule, going away to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's, it, there, are, there are maybe two teams away in the East where I'm like, I'm okay with a point. Like, everyone else, I'm like... Louisville needs three points home or away, but I think I think Pittsburgh and Tampa are the two that I think have built up like enough of a a winning home reputation where it's like you get one point there that's like a solid game away. I, ever since Bob Lilly has has joined them as coach, they have been incredibly good at home. Yeah, I mean, 
I came into this one kind of thinking it was, I'm going to use air quote, a must win simply from the perspective of what we're trying to accomplish this season. That is winning the East and winning the overall regular season championship. Um, but, you know, I kind of backed off that, that stance a little bit, thinking about it longer. And then not to mention, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but... Uh, I mean, the Rowdies, they dropped the ball against the battery. I kind of assumed that was a win. So I'm like, we have to we have to get as many points as possible to keep Everybody the Everybody keeps doing a solid. Yeah, so them dropping those points makes me feel... <laughs> Everybody like, entered their funk the same time Louisville City did. Yeah, that makes a, a draw against Pittsburgh much more palatable in my mind and definitely makes me kind of ease off that, you know, that must-win mentality there. But to your point, like, Pittsburgh is a very good team and realistically thinking, like, a point there is good, especially with how things played out. It was a, it was a tough match, and arguably one that maybe Pittsburgh should be a little frustrated that it was only a draw. Yeah, I feel like we got bailed out uh, on a couple of <laughs> a couple of plays where Pittsburgh really probably should have oh, scored. There were two particularly awkward sequences that are coming right to my mind. One is the obvious one, that awkward goal line clearance sequence that we have. That was, what, late in the first half, I believe? Yeah, where it seems like... <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we tried to just pass it into the goal. I'm yeah. not quite sure what what the plan was there. That and then <laughs> I think there was that like a head first dive onto the ball by a defender. It, it was like a it was a weird three stooges sequence on the back <laughs> on the goal line right there. Yeah, Josh like tripped over himself trying to trying to clear the ball that was rolling towards his net, and I think he he made just enough contact where it hit the side bar. I mean, yeah. man. <laughs> Sean Chose came in there and just punted that ball to the moon. Not the best decision Oscar's ever made. Yeah. I mean, and then we had another awkward sequence. This was late. This was an extra time. And it was one of those awkward, it kind of, in I, some ways, reminded me of the, of the indie sequence, like where the ball landed. Josh was like, all right, there's, it's going to it's gonna make it to Kyle, and all I have to do is fend off this attacker. But the attacker made his way around him. And yeah, he well, got he missed, I think he misjudged how fast the ball was moving. Uh, it was one of the, like, we we've talked all season about how how great Josh has been and how uh, how smart he plays for for how young he is. I think it was one of the rare like rookie moments from Josh. It's, it's, he he just he, he misread it a little bit. The ball wasn't going quite as fast as he was, and the, the defender was able to get around him before before I mean, it got to Kyle. His age aside, like that's 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 a mistake that any oh, yeah. defender it's a tough, can make it's a tough at, situation. at any moment. I would like to think there's a very few and far between, but but thankfully we have a top class keeper there and was able yeah. to to put the fire. He was not happy about it, but <laughs> but he handle it. <laughs> so I mean, at the end of the day, all all is good there. But yeah, like. Weird sequences in which Emma scored on, but all in all, I think that still Pittsburgh yeah, I probably think, had that better better the shooting night. We're creating a little bit more opportunities, but they were still far and few for both teams. Yeah, and and Louisville had their chances. I think we had a mm-hmm. couple headers that hit the top top net, like a couple close chances. I I think overall, other than those two 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 really weird sequences, like a a really well played game from both sides. Like it, that's like a it's a good matchup. You could tell those were two top teams in the it's East. Kind of what you would expect against those two, and that's I mean, that's like a, a like a, a playoff sort of test right there. You know, it's going to be that kind of a gritty match like that. Only in the playoffs, you're going to go to extra time. You're going to solve that thing. It isn't going to end in a draw. Yeah, but, but this is regular season. It's soccer. We get draws. We also have to keep in mind this is coming off of that long stretch. I mean, that was grueling part of the schedule with these back-to-back games oh, nonstop. A lot of away games. And I, and I wrote about this on, on my site, but like, oh, there's like a lot of these players, they pick up little knacks and injuries and stuff that don't always make the, the injury report here. These guys are beaten and battered. Not only from the games that they're playing, but all the trainings. Traveling just takes energy out of you. I don't know about you, but I take a, a car trip or a plane trip. It's just 
Just take something out of Yada. I get, know, maybe an old I get man, sick but. every time I fly home from a trip. <laughs> so, I mean, it, all these little things just, like, add up. So, for them to go into Pittsburgh and get a draw coming off of all of that, like, yeah, I was being a little harsh when I was calling it a must-win. <laughs> earlier and i and i admit that so i'm really i'm, so I'm pretty i would say that's it. a must get points game and they got points like okay, maybe that's I'm, more of what i meant i i would have preferred a win i always prefer a win oh, but yeah. like the like the thing they needed to do was get points and, and yeah. or get a point and they got a point but like we said before like tampa losing to the battery of all people like i thought that was a shoe in win i didn't even question it uh that really kind of helped give a little bit of breathing space in the battle for the east Still work to be done if we want to win the regular season title because San Antonio still is kind of leading that. They're going to have to drop some points. So that, that'll be a tight one. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on the remainder yeah, of San Antonio. I think that one's going to come down to the very end of the season. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, it's, there's the lose right now. So let's pray that some of these uh, Western teams can, can get a job done for us. We need, yeah, we need a couple, a couple West Coast teams to do us a solid and give but, San Antonio some else. I mean, realistically thinking, I would rather I would rather do well in the playoffs than win this regular season thing. I know it's an accolade we've not we've not yet gotten, but there's this point if this is if this means going to be pushing some of our guys to to the point on uh, like where it might hinder their their playoff chances. Like I, I don't know how I feel about that. Also, we I mean we've already won two trophies at home. Like maybe we win it. Maybe we win one on the road this time. I'm fine with that. No, 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 no. I want a, I want a big old party in Lynn Family <laughs> Stadium. You know how electric that would be? San Antonio, that got good barbecue. I'll go San Antonio for... Oh, I mean, I'm going to go if that's, if that's what it takes. Yeah, let's but mix it up a little I'd bit. I'd rather have it here. I'd rather have it here. Full stadium. You know, all that would look great on TV. It would be such a fun atmosphere oh, to man. be there. Bring in some temporary bleachers for the open ends i mean i i had i had fun at at the two different venues that we've had finals at this would be the third like third home venue we'd have a finals at (laughs) if we were to make it and no matter what it's going to be a new venue for the final that's fun i like that thought of that so (laughs) let's not get ahead of ourselves because there's still a lot of a lot of serious games to play but uh things look things look good right now i'm optimistic about the team again they've gone through a rough stretch and their next match like i I don't want to be overly confident but it's loudon and 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 never in the history of this radio show have we said that that a game is going to be a get right game and then it's been a huge disappointment. I mean, we say if we call to... something a, a get your groove back game, then for sure, for sure, it's not going to. I mean, I think come the back and get part us. of getting their groove back is getting an opportunity to rest, <laughs> and they've had that. But I mean, Loudon, you look at the numbers. Loudon's just not a great team. I mean, anybody can win on any given night, but I feel pretty good that it should be a fun showing home match on saturday so i'm pretty excited about this international night too there's going to be a, a ceremony for new citizens live music international food trucks oh be man did you go to world fest did i what did you go to world fest last week i did not oh man international food trucks are great so i'm excited to check that i am uh that's i think my favorite thing about the fan zone that i only just noticed was a thing when i saw a bunch of people walking around with joella's <laughs> recently was they got food trucks in there sometimes joella's is incredible so I uh, I am looking forward to the international food trucks. At yes. this. And might the, finally be able to get some decent vegetarian food at this <laughs> stadium. Sounds like if I complain <laughs> enough, they'll fix it. At some point, I'm going to get a veggie burger if I complain on the radio <laughs> enough. You're like, they gave me a platform. I'm going to use it. <laughs> and you know what else they're doing? They're giving away a flag. It says Vamos Moranos on it. But you know what? They screwed it up. They forgot the dot com on it. Ah, people know. People know. Put to that come. Are you gonna show up real? Are you gonna show up at six thirty with the sharpie and just put a dot com on everyone? Have, like this is the flag fixing station. <laughs> Got to do my job. 
Uh, so, I mean, things are good in uh, in the Louisville City world. Pretty pretty optimistic about that. Um, we didn't talk about the top of the show, but here shortly, we're going to have George Davis joining us to talk a little bit about... Legend. How, yeah, legendary George Davis to talk about his um, his life after his playing career and um, tell us a little bit about what he's doing and also this upcoming soccer ball so we can learn a little bit more about that. Then we'll move on and we'll talk about racing Louisville's match, which was not great. It was not fun. Not not great. We got. I think I think we might <laughs> we might get off topic a bit on that one. Yeah, we have a lot of thoughts, and it might not. Re- I mean, <laughs> it'll be interesting <laughs> anyway. So what we'll do is we're going to go ahead and uh, cut to. Uh, we'll, we'll wait on that for a second, but um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Do you want to go ahead and let's? You want to start venting a little bit about our um, our racing experience? Yeah, I mean, so we just talk a little bit about that. Where I mean, where are you at with racing right now? <laughs> so, I like I can handle losses. I'm fine. I, I mean, I'm not fine with that. I I can understand that, but they've got to be competitive. These two last two have not been competitive. Yeah, I, I want to see one them try. Be, the one before that, I kind of felt like it was a must win, just given the circumstances we built around that, that fill the fan match, and then the, to immediately come back after that, what should have been some sort of a rebound, just give us something, a crumb of hope. Yeah. To cling on to from that one, and then it's arguably an even lo- um, worse loss. So I don't know what to say about that. We we will have time to get into that later, but for now we're going to cut to commercial. We're going to come back with an interview. Uh, listen back here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax, your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to Soccer City. My name is Benton. I'm Zach. Zach, do you like Good For You or Misery Business better? I don't think it's a competition. They're like the same like song. Like, oh, same, man. Like, what's the musical term? I'm not a music guy. Pop punk, pop, pop punk has like three chord progressions. All like, there's only so much variation. I think if I read correctly, uh, Haley from Paramore was like one of the like like is credited. So she on got that credited song. on it because she. I, yeah. I don't know if she actually she made a big deal out of it. Just straight up stole it or whatnot. I don't know. I don't pay that much attention. I think it was an after effect thing. Anyway, we're not. We listen. We listen to our cope music button. What are we listening to? Our cope music for <laughs> for racing. I did. Yes, I did that based off of the Butchertown Rundowns little segment where they had <laughs> people set up playlists to describe their feelings about like racing Louisville, and it's a lot of uh, a lot of yes. emotional uh, descriptors. If you have not listened to this this week's rundown, it's pretty great. But that was that was a song off of Tom's playlist. 
I thought that was, I thought <laughs> was pretty fun, so I did that as an homage. I think we both that. found hilarious that Tom knows who Olivia Rodrigo is. Yeah, so <laughs> anyway, so while we're waiting for Mr. George Davis to uh, to link up with us, and we'll have a chat with him in a minute, let's pick back up where we were uh, we were talking about with, with racing. And just kind of overall our, our thoughts there. What are our vibes right now? Yeah, I mean, last, last thing I was talking about. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Pitten. I, 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 put, I put together a playlist after their prompting. It got real dark. I imagine. Mine, mine went <laughs> I did not go to a happy place for my racing playlist. Look, I, I entered things, and I had been maintaining for a long time this, this positivity and optimism. Things might not, we might not be getting all the wins and, and whatnot, all the points that we would have expected in, in year two, but it seemed like there was some form of, of progression, even if it wasn't fully panning out in the statue, yeah, which I mean, I'm sure I you can speak to. And we it. said it a bunch, like, at the start of this year. It's like, hey, man, like, we don't, we don't got to make the playoffs. We know it's a process. We just want to see them, like, build and get better. And I think what has been very disappointing about the last couple of weeks is that, like, like, it's not just where they are, but they appear to be moving backwards <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's it's not good. It seems like a team completely without identity, especially for, weirdly for a team that has expressed time and time again that they have this pressing identity, which we don't, I feel like, always see, which I thought was most ironic when we were playing against yeah, we, we aspire Sandler. to that, but that's definitely not the team's identity <laughs> right yeah, now. Yeah, well, not happening. I know, I know people get bored with statistics, but some of these numbers are absolutely telling from this North Carolina match. North Carolina had 65% possession. That's really high. They had 23 shots on goals. That's compared to our 35% possession and five shots on goal. That felt like a last year game. Yeah. Like that, that is the way the team looked last season. Yeah. And we, and we have, we have much better talent than a 5-0 loss like, like that. It wasn't even like a 5-0 loss. Like, oh man, they got some fluky goals. Like, no, like it could have maybe been worse. And it's just, yeah, the, like, the, you don't, I don't see a lot of direction with the decisions being made. Cause I feel like, I feel like the team had like a real good off season. Like, I, I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like we came into this year with a much better roster than we had at the end of last year. I, I, I saw a lot of improvement in the roster from the off season to the start of the season, but we, but we still had like, like one or two pretty big holes in in the roster at the start of the the year, and then we've made like a ton of moves in the middle of the season, and not only like did did none of those moves really address the two holes the team had at the start of the season, but like i'm not I'm not positive the roster is better now than it was at the start of the year. I feel like it's been a lot of like moving players in moving players out spinning the wheels but i i don't I don't know for sure that like we made an improvement over like day one of the season. Yeah, and I think it's un- unfortunate. I think I'm go- going to agree with you to, to some extent. It's like I we, j- I, I just I don't get what is what is happening right now with the team. Again, the the, the quality is is there. Whether you want to debate about the, the start of the year season or not, but overall the quality is there where we shouldn't be losing five to one and we know yeah. that they're capable of more than that because we've we've accomplished more than that well, this season and and a big goal the team had coming into the year i mean like a thing that <laughs> that we were confident enough to like say that we guarantee was is going to happen uh is like well we're for sure going to score more goals this year than last year because oh, like were. obviously we can't score less goals than last year we're we're currently four goals behind last year <laughs> with like four games left so I'm not super confident. We're I'm not. Catch up we there. might not score more goals than last year. Now, to be fair, 
there's two fewer games in the season this year than last year. I don't care. <laughs> so it should have been notably higher. But, not, like, yeah, it should not, have been close. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be like a buzzer beater, you know, where we beat it by the tally by one. So like, if we like. <clears throat> Like, if they were running up and down the field, and the offense got a lot better, and the defense was just not there yet, but we were having all these shootouts, kind of like North Carolina has done this year, I would feel much better. <laughs> so, one one thing, I, I, I've, I've long been on, like, when it, when it comes to, to the coach, Coach Kim, I've long been kind of of the mindset that, like... He has he has to have some time at least into next season to like let this vision fully yeah. pan out. And I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying I, I won the action. I'm saying that I'm just I'm questioning it, and I didn't think I would be at this point. Yeah. And I think the big the big thing for me is like like I'm not out for anybody's job. No, yet. Me neither. No, I I definitely don't feel as strong <laughs> strong about like a second year as I did before. I I think the big one for me is like like I think like Kim can stay. But racing needs a, a general manager, like that, or whatever you want to call that position. Like that's to me that that that's like where the change should start. Like I, I think there needs to be a dedicated like racing front office personnel with league experience. Yeah, and I don't think it necessarily needs to be uh, the GM, but I, I think yeah, whatever you I, want to call that position. I think James O'Connor needs a right hand person who has been with the league for a while, knows the ins and outs, knows the people, the kind of person that's going to be able to point to some sort of like mid-NWSL player and like there, there's a lot more value there than a lot yeah, of people recognize. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, that knows those, those little intricacies, you know, that like the, the good locker room people, the people who just kind of know things about the league that are going to help the growth and development of our current players, as role players, if you will. Well, and just, I, I mean, like... <laughs> Like we we started off things. I'm I'm stealing portions of this from Becky because she's smarter and writes better than me. But like <laughs> so like we started off like the franchise not having anyone with like women's soccer experience, mm-hmm. um, and then like now in, in like the the staff and the and the front office, like we have people with women's soccer experience. We still don't have anyone with pre-racing NWSL experience. So, yeah, I I agree on the part about I want NWSL experience. I'm not as much on board with the, like, lack of, like, just women's soccer experience. The game, I mean, the game is the same for, for men and women. So it, as far it's not. It, I think that's the problem that we're having. I'm not, I'm not convinced it's not. <laughs> I mean, like, so, so, like, the differences between women's soccer and men's soccer aside, like, the NWSL as a league functions completely different than the USL. Agree. And, and, and so, I completely agree on that like, part. Uh, you need someone who understands the way that league runs. Yes. Because that's the, like the way you build a roster in the USL is 180 degrees completely different than the way you build a roster in the NWSL. Yep. Yep. I mean, NWSL has that single entity stuff a lot. It's a well, lot more like MLS and people like, want to admit. Like the, the NWSL is like a top in the, in the world league. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's a different. It's different getting players to play for your team there than in like a second division men's the U.S. men's right. soccer league. Like Thousand there are just, agree there. there are much more USL players available to to sign than there are NWSL caliber players. But the one thing I don't I don't agree with, and I know you're going to probably disagree with me on here, is that but the game itself, uh, what's played on the pitch. It's the same sport, the same rules, the same philosophies and principles can apply. I, and it's just a matter of the application of that. I'm not advocating for like this pressing system, for example, uh, but like, you know, in, in so theory, I, it's all the same. I disagree. Like, because it, in the way that like 
different leagues in Europe have different styles. Mm-hmm. And, like, the game is played slightly different between the different leagues. Um, this And, like, this is that, but more. It's not to say that, like, like women are not as good as men or, like, women inherently play soccer different than men. But it's, like, it's a closed ecosystem. And so, like... The, the like the the tactics and the style of play has developed completely separate from from men's soccer in a way like you do have it, it is a different game to, like tactically I don't know I think it's not a one to one transition I I think if you ha- I mean it's it would just be, I mean this is applies on the men's side too I mean it just depends on the pieces you have and how you want to play them again like I'm not saying like I'm advocating or Earl for racing playing this this I'm going to use air quote pressing system on here I. I like the, the the philosophies are, are are all the same. It's just a matter of how you're using those pieces. In my mind, I don't well, think and, I don't think we're ever going to come to like and a I will say like agreement. Barcelona really. has been very very successful yeah. using a a uniform style of play between their women's side and their men's side. Uh, but like Barcelona plays in a league where <laughs> where they only have like two or three teams yeah. they have to actually compete with resource wise. Um, and Barcelona has a lot of money where they can they can, they can really put their foot down and play however they want to play cuz they can yeah. they can go sign whoever they want to sign. I get I get the symmetry in the, of wanting to have both of your clubs, your men's and your women's side play similar styles of soccer. I just don't think that practically works unless you have the pieces. I mean, you need to look well, at the roster that you have and play the system that best fits yeah. the pieces you and, have and I don't think we necessarily do that. And I'm fine wanting to get there. Yeah. Like that's that's a good goal to have, yeah. but like if you're playing a game this weekend, you play whatever style is the best for you to win that game. Exactly. Like, like, you can make long-term decisions to try to, to get towards the way you want to play, but like we've we've mentioned this before, like you have to you have to adjust. Like you you play whatever way will win you that weekend. If if Lauren Malay is playing outside back, either your roster's like design is broken or the system design well, is broken. And I think it's going to be a system one. She doesn't. I mean, player like that. She, I'm see, glad she's flexible like that. I just don't think she naturally belongs there. It's nothing against her at all. She's a tremendous player. See, we're player getting into play, plays better. That's one where I feel like that's like a that's like a roster building. Like, that's not even a tactics thing. That's just a like. They they've needed another outside back and they've not gotten yeah, one. I know. Like I, that 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 is that's that's a that's a player moves like thing more than more than anything. Bad example, but I mean what yeah. what I'm saying is is that Kim should look at everything he has at his disposal and play a system that fits yeah. that. You go what, to war with the team you got, not the team you want. Like you gotta you gotta play with the players. And you I mean like I know like a back three always makes me risky, but if you don't have enough players like to ac- adequately play the the like uh, four in the back. Well, one, your, your roster is messed up, which we've already talked about. But two, like you get, play what you have. So play a, a back three system and design things to let your, your players to see, succeed well, as it, much as possible. I guess a thing that's become a running theme in the last couple of weeks that it's just like like player position <laughs> questions I have that just sort of bash, like baffle me. Like it seems like we've consistently in the last couple lineups we put out had. It seems like we had a lineup that would have made sense to me, and then swapped two players. Yeah, because <laughs> like, like in this most recent game against North Carolina, like playing Demello on the wing up top, and then playing Malay in the midfield, where in I, I don't want in what is normally Demello's spot, yeah, just doesn't make any like. Malay is very good on the wing. Like, like she played wing a lot last season. Mm-hmm. Like she's like good there. She also can play midfield. She like she's a good midfielder. But like, I feel like we had a. A wing player who's also good at midfield, 
playing in the midfield and then a midfielder who can also play on the wing playing on the wing when it would make more sense to just play both players where they're better yeah i know i'm just i'm kind of you know disappointed by you know some of those decisions and like i want to give coach kim the benefit of the doubt there because and i've and i've said this repeatedly we probably know maybe 10 percent of the equation he's i mean he sees them in practice all the time yeah. he's actively work with them he knows stuff that we we don't know on there but it things haven't been panning out so i think it's kind of fair to scratch our head at, at, at some of these things and and i think another part, component of this is we don't always give players enough credit for their you know their flexibility on the positions that they can play on the pitch, I just think some players play optimally yeah. better but than other stuff. Like you want, you want to play to play everyone's strengths. Like yeah. I mean, good teams put players in positions where they can play like the way that they're naturally inclined to play. Like players, players have like ticks or like like they have they have things that like is their naturally their first instinct to do. And like good teams put players into positions where they can where like they can take advantage of that rather than have to constantly work against that. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think soccer holdings and and, and coach Cam are going to have a lot of thinking and, and brainstorming. They get together on what this team is, is going to look like going forward, like what's the best and I I hope they consider the kind of the overall, I guess, playing philosophy of the team. Again, like I I don't like the idea of being so um so determined to play this one style. It needs like like we talked about before. It needs to be more of a progression towards that, if that's what they want. Play. I mean, look at what you have and design I, a system around that. I guess the maybe intern. the thing, maybe the thing that has me the most concerned last couple of weeks is like they appear to. I mean, like the style appears to have gone out the window, and, and, and like they're still not doing well. Like it, yeah. I I mean, I don't want to say the rest of the season is a lost cause, but I think this is a an opportunity for them to maybe experiment a bit more. And I said the same thing at the end of last season too, which stinks, <laughs> but, but like, see what you got. I mean, if you had some, some wacky or crazy ideas, like give that, you know, give that a go. But I, I don't know. I'm just disappointed where we're at. Uh, we again, never not, even got into the game. So they, they lost, they oh, lost, yeah, they played a game. They <laughs> lost five to one to North Carolina. There's, there's your recap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had, uh, for two games in a row, uh, Racing had a player uh, get two goals and two assists against them. It's Car- Caroline uh, this week. is Mallory Pugh last week. Uh, so that's – I think that had not happened since 2017. So that's that's a fun one. That The, the league put out a graphic, <laughs> uh, which co- sort of felt like calling out Racing specifically, show, pointing out that like the five or whatever times that's happened in league history – uh so so that's that that's not fun to have that happen against you yeah it's again like i i the hardest pill i have to swallow with with that matchup is again it's it's, it's coming off of a match that i felt like was a must win it's like okay now uh, now it's an opportunity to hit the reset button a little bit and kind of redeem things and and we talked to savannah DeMello and things just seem so like they seemed optimistic and positive yeah, I, going so into it. You know? I, I'm not concerned about the locker room. Like, it, I'm not concerned it, about that. The too, locker room I'm appears just... to be fairly strong, but yeah, I think race. We just gotta like find an identity. Like, what is what's the thing we do well? Like, what's the thing we're gonna focus on? And, and maybe, hopefully, like, like maybe that could come together a little bit in these last last four games. We do have a game coming up tomorrow. We do yeah who who are we playing tomorrow button we're playing the orlando pride 
So. On an actual soccer field this time, not <laughs> not at a racetrack. I forgot. I forgot they were the Daytona team. Um, but I mean, again, this so now this is really the opportunity to come off two bad losses. Like you're in front of your home hometown again. Like show, like show the like, show the fans a competitive fight on there. Like I'm yeah. not even like asking you for when I want to win. That would be that'd be a huge boost and a lot of a lot of confidence building for everybody surrounding the team i want to see some goals if it's a shootout and they lose i'm fine with that but yeah. like I, I just want to see some goals <laughs> yeah we just yeah we need to we need to show some fire in this in this next one and keep in mind that um they're they're doing a lot of uh was it the blessing for backpack and amina's helping lead that charge they're collecting canned goods at that match so if you've got some canned goods around the house make sure you bring them to the match so we can help those with those donations well, what we're, we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and we're going to cut to commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to have George Davis. We're going to talk to him about his life uh, post-playing career and talk a little bit about uh, what he's been up to and the soccer ball that's coming Ooh, up. Ooh, soccer ball talk. So make sure you guys stay tuned here to ESPN 680-1057. Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502 502- 425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Hey, shady baby, I'm hot like the prodigal sun. Big up at the leany, meany, money, more and flower. You're the chosen one. You're locked on Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to Soccer City Radio. My name's Benton. I'm Zach. And we are joined here by USL legend, former Louisville City player, George Davis IV. George, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, first off, uh, i got to ask you, how's, how's life been transitioning from, uh, from your playing days to working in the front office? Uh, it's, it's been good. Um, very, very different, but very rewarding at the same time. Um, you know, my, my day-to-day looks, uh, you know, I still get to go to training uh, most days and, and help out. Um, but after that, it looks very different as far as, you know, meeting with a lot of people, building relationships in the community, um, and being more involved in the, in the front office has been pretty pretty cool. Now, I, I know you do a lot of work on the, on the charity engagement side of things, but I had noticed that you had been working a lot with, with the team there. Is that kind of a, in like an official capacity, or is this your way of, of staying involved? Uh, yeah, it's an official capacity. Um, you know, my, my role last year uh, as a player and then team administrator and, and coming into to preseason, uh, I was heavily involved, um, you know, with, with the building of the team and, and training and things like that as the team was being built. So um, by the graces of, of Danny and, and his staff, uh, they, they kept me on board to, to kind of assist when, I, when I'm available and, and be present, uh, you know, during games and things like that. Um, so it, it's, been, it's been cool because now I get to see the game from a different side in that perspective too. So uh, just kind of trying to take it all in at the moment, learn as much as I can, and, 
and keep building for myself and the club. Now, uh, do you ever miss being a player or not, or, or are you kind of really content not <laughs> not having to go through all the trainings and the, and the traveling and, and, and whatnot anymore? I mean, you know, when when you show up at Lynn Family Stadium and, and you see 10,000-plus people in the stands and, and the lights going, it, it's obviously a feeling that, that you'll miss, um, n- no question. But I, I made the decision uh, to stop playing, and, and I was at peace with that. And, and now I'm doing something different, and I'm trying to embrace that. So uh, I might be a little bit spoiled because – uh, when I get the itch, I, I jump into training or I get called into training so I can still run around a little bit and uh, still very engaged uh, with the group. So, um, you know, ask me in a couple years uh, and we'll see how I feel. Well, we got a we got a men's over 30 team. If you're ever looking to kind of stay sharp or if whatnot. If you ever feel the itch, you need to score, you need to score like five goals. You can come jump in with five, us. Five, he's going to get like 30. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> now you, you had you had a long career in in the USL. I think you started in 2011. Uh, so, can you talk a little bit about just the the changes you saw in the league throughout your playing career from from way back in those early 2010s to now, like where, where the league was then to where it is now? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think there's there's two big points I always try to make when you talk about the, the growth of the league um, at that time there were a lot of young clubs um, from the perspective of you know Dayton Dutch Lions was a new club LA Blues was a new club uh, you still had your you know history with Richmond and Charleston and, and Harrisburg and things but the league was trying to to find an identity um, and, and that was you know very uh, prevalent as you're going through those you know those years and what you find now is that you know clubs have been able to establish themselves um create brands and build venues and have facilities and and actually give players uh you know what's required to to perform at the at the highest level and you know full credit to the league and you know their aspirations to continue to grow uh the second thing you know from a player perspective it's it was a a, a league when i when i came in that it was like how do we get in, show how good we are so that we can move on, you know? Um, and it was always about, you know, let's get to the next next team, let's get to the next contract, let's try to, you know, move up as quickly as possible. And, and what I see now is that the league's gotten a lot younger. So for those younger players that are, you know, chasing that dream, it's 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 kind of cool to see that happening at the age of 17, 18, 19 versus, uh, you know, 23, 24, 25. And then those players who are veterans in this league, uh, are able to make a living and they're, they're actually able to to you know have the resources and, and have the salaries that allow them to to settle down and what you see is players are staying at clubs for a lot longer uh so so those two things for me are, are the the biggest things i see in the growth and I'm, I'm really excited to see where it's going because it's like it's been it's, it's like every year it's something new it's something different it's bigger and better so uh i'm really excited to see where it's going yeah, I mean, the, both the league and the game itself is just growing nonstop, and it doesn't look like it has any signs of slowing down. So very excited to see how that pans out. Um, I know you, you do a lot on the community engagement side of things, and I've seen I've seen different things shared on social media. Of you like diff, 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 various different events, kind of giving back to the community. Can you tell us a little bit about some of your work you've done um, done there? Yeah, so you know, my main role uh, right now with the club is uh, the program director for. Uh, Loose City and Racing Foundation. 
we started our foundation in March this year, uh, and I came on, you know, full time uh, into April around May. So, you know, over the last six months or so, I've just been really out in the community and building relationships and, you know, trying to reach as many youth as possible and, you know, provide access, provide opportunity, uh, bring students and, and people into our space so they can see what we have uh, in our training facilities and in our stadiums. And, and that's something that, that's always meant a lot to me. Uh, you know, I always say I had a great support system uh, and I've seen people who didn't and what it was able to do for me from an education perspective, from uh, life skills to health, being healthy, um, the people that I've met all through through soccer and through sports. So uh, if I can show a kid or give a kid a soccer ball, show him, you know, a way where he can advance himself or herself, um, that's what it's all about. And, and we've been able to do that. You know, we've made huge strides. Um, I've connected with, you know, tons of nonprofits and, and organizations that are only trying to help and, and it's only getting better so uh, we have a lot of plans uh, we want to do big things we want to scale it out as as big as possible and not just reach Louisville but but reach out into the state and into southern Indiana as well so um, that's that's my project that's my goal and and with you know the executive director Jeremy Jarvey who has a lot of experience in this space we've we've really been able to hit the ground running so I'm um, looking forward to the future of the foundation as well. Yeah, I love seeing, I mean, even in the just the few years like we've had the Academy going, the, the, the opportunities that the Academy players have already had with the team, and I can't wait to see, like, years from now when when a lot of this outreach is really going to pay off with the, the kids who came up from, from, like, a young age through the, the system. I think that's going to be <clears throat> something really, really good to see moving forward. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, the, oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say on the academy side. You know, that's that's a, a whole other, um, you know, project and beast in itself, which is awesome to see players. I mean, if you look at our first team, uh, you can see that some of the players that have come out of our academy, and it's only you know less than five years old. So uh, that part is is really cool. And then from the foundation's perspective, to be able to push players into that environment who wouldn't otherwise had that opportunity. We all know. Uh, some of the barriers that are in place, not by, you know, not by design, but that just happen to be there as far as players having the opportunity for travel and getting to where they need to be and the demands of being a, a high-level academy player and with aspirations to be a professional. So um, to, to be able to have the foundation and the grassroots piece uh, to tie that in with the academy and all the wonderful things that they're doing on that side, uh, you know, it, it really shows how strong our organization can be and is and, and that we're a family and trying to to help our community yeah now we have a we have a pretty big event for the foundation coming up the the soccer ball is happening in a couple of weeks do you want to do you want to tell people a little bit about what that is and and and, and what's going to be going on there yeah so our first annual soccer ball um you know this is, is really cool to me because you know the teams uh as a player you you go through so much throughout the year and the ups and downs and then you get to the end of the year and you know the, the reward is if you, if you win a championship you, you get an annual you know end of the year celebration but but if not you know it's just kind of like okay prepare for next year so uh that's that's kind of where the idea started you know let's celebrate what we do on the field let's celebrate what our front office does right let's celebrate uh the growth of our club let's celebrate the academy 
um, and, and everybody that's kind of putting in the work and all the pieces of the puzzle that allow, allow the club to, to prosper. So with the foundation now, we've been able to, to magnify it and actually put it into place. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a wonderful fundraising event for us. So it's, it's, it's like a, a soccer ball in the sense of a gala, but we're going to really keep it uh, tied to our culture. You know, we want it to be relaxed. We want it to be fun. Uh, we want people to feel a part of the team and a part of the family. So, you know, we'll have keynote speakers. We'll have a musical performance. Uh, we'll have some awards. Um, and then there'll be, you know, tons of wonderful things uh, in the auction to get. And, uh, really just a good fellowship and opportunity and, and really excited for it. So it's the first of many, and uh, we're, we're just going to keep growing that as well. I've heard quite a few people have already registered for this uh, soccer ball, which I believe is the 28th of this month. That's uh, that's uh, on a Wednesday. For those who are interested, where can they go to to sign up if there's still slots available? Um, so if, if you were to go to the, the Louisville City uh, website um, and go to the community section of the foundation, you'll be able to find some information there. Um, it, it is uh, – pretty much at the deadline of cutoff for you know seats you know two weeks away you have to uh give the the event space time to to prepare for all those people so if you are interested uh i would say uh reach out um louisville city website uh as, as quick as possible um with the, the doors are still open but but it will be closing soon so i uh, hope to see as many people there as possible uh we're trying to max it out yeah you heard them folks get on that if you want to be part of it Time's ticking. Time's running out. Um, George, I want to thank you so much for calling in today. Talk to us about how things have been going in the soccer ball. Uh, wish you best. Hope to see you around, and we'll see you at the soccer ball. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you guys there, and uh, appreciate your time. All right. You take care. Thanks, sir. George. Again, that was George Davis IV, uh, Program Director for the, uh, the Louisville City Racing Louisville Foundation. And uh, USL legend, like we said before, should be a good party. Yeah, he's like what won the what has won the top ten most appearances in the in the league, I believe. I don't remember yeah, the exact. I, mean, I think he's. Yeah. I knew it was something super high. He's up way there. up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, so I was interested to hear. Like I, I knew I knew about it being like a, a fundraiser for the foundation. I, I had not thought about from the player standpoint the like, you know it. If you don't win the championship, you don't really get like a, a big night. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's pretty cool too for the the current players on the roster to to have oh, an yeah. event like that. So that that will be fun too. And you know these guys are really into their their fashion. Everybody whatnot, everybody so. loves getting appreciated. Yeah, and they're all into their fashion. So I think they're going to have a lot of fun uh, flaunting that and showing off all their uh, all their nice wares and stuff. So that'll be a real fun night. I'm really excited to see that. Um, I have to get a new shirt. <laughs> all right, I'm going to have to clean myself up. Um, Zach, I want to bring up something I know it's near and dear to your heart. That's, oh, that's kits. So just today, it was officially announced. It was leaked before. It was officially announced the U.S. kits for the World Cup. Oh, you rub your why, eyes. Ben, why you always want me to yell on the radio? Because it's good radio. Oh boy, man, those are those, those are some of the worst kits. Just across the board for the World Cup this year, everybody seems to be dropping the ball. I feel like yeah, it's not great. And to be honest, I, I think it's a cardinal sin in my mind to have the crest central. On the kit and not not off to the side. I don't know why it bothers I me mean, to the extent it does. It's bad. It looks like a warm up. It's even worse for the the women's team where they have the the World Cup winner crest that super super obviously someone forgot that that was a thing they had to do until it was way too late in the design. <laughs> 
to, to change anything, so they just sort of shoved it off to the side. You want to hear something worse about it? I just read a little earlier today when the Nike executives, they're not worried about all the negative blowback. They're going, oh, when they start winning, people will buy these kits and, and they'll you know, like them. Not only are they ugly the fit isn't even very good the sleeves are like weirdly long i just i don't like i don't like anything about them and i i'm i'm just gonna go say this right here there should be a rule like it should be a law the government the government should step in (laughs) there needs to be red stripes somewhere on one of the two team usa soccer jerseys every time that that is like a signature design element that you should be able to just not include president biden are you listening write an executive order for this now zach is upset <laughs> this is more important than whatever's going on right now <laughs> i'm with you they tried to go for that air quote clean look and it's just boring it's bland i hope the play on the field at least makes up for the lack of a of a good kit <laughs> all right know. but now you're fired up you want to you want you want to send everybody out we got two matches this weekend. Tomorrow, Racing Louisville plays. Don't give up on these gals. Watch them now. Watch them as they're developing and growing. And then the following day is the Louisville City versus Loudon. Should be. I'm going to call it a win for us. Should also, Racing's looking for their next PA announcer. Put a, put together a demo tape. Send it in. Are you going to put in for it? Oh, they. I don't have a good voice. I don't got a voice for radio. <laughs> I'm shocked they let me do this. I won't be there. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. ESPN 680, 105.7.